What is up and welcome in to the Easy Smoke and the GM Podcast. I'm your host, Ezra McCann, and I'm joined as always by my outstanding co-hosts. He's a Chicago Public League legend. He's an enemy. <laughs> Simeon Wolverine legend. Yeah. Yeah. He's a State legend. He played second base for the Tigers. He was all swag. He's Brandon Williams. And I'll I'll explain the enemy part in a moment. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And we've got our GM. You can catch all his work at NBCSportsChicago.com and the My Team's app. He's Glenn Morgan. Gentlemen, what's going on? How'd you guys? uh, What'd you guys do for for the for the for the for the bye week? Uh, I supported them, brother Rice Crusaders, baby. Yeah, keep oh, it going down state. Yeah, yeah. they had a they had, had a Mount big Carmel. win over Mount Carmel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, my, guess my, enemy, I guess I'm my other school. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You took care of one this week. I'm gonna take care of the other next week. <laughs> <laughs> well, take this that, you I don't I don't care I don't care too much about the Mount Carmel team. You know, that's, <laughs> that's the secondary school. You know, we left we left them. We left them. But uh, my Kenwood Broncos will take on. Smoke Simeon Wolverines in the city title game on Saturday. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so they're very exciting. I mean, Simeon is used to all this stuff. This is our first time ever in the in the city championship games. So it's a it's a very exciting time for uh for Kim Wood, Kim Wood alums, especially us that that play football there. So uh it's like good yeah. good luck to both teams. Good luck, good luck. Hey, it's come it's a little conflicting for me, man. Three of my they like my nephews. They they go to Kenwood. They play football. So yeah, and then the coach, the coaches are Simeon alum. Since CQ uh, Turner, yeah, CQ yeah. Turner with Fidel yeah. George was a baseball guy. He was our catcher my sophomore year, and he was like he liked my big brother. So yeah, I mean it's a little bittersweet, but. Hey, There's def- definitely sort of I'm, a sort I'm, of a family. I'm blue, affair. I'm, blue, I'm blue and gold to the death. Of but you know, I, I I won't be mad either way. Man, I won't man, be I'm, mad either way. We don't stay on this for too long, but just man, it's you know, I've been you know involved with that school for it'll it's 25 years or so, man, since mm-hmm. since I was there. And uh it's this is something we talked about. We we wanted to get to, to this mm-hmm. point, and, mm-hmm. and they're finally there, man. So it's it's, it's it's a it's a proud time for them. So yeah, I, I, that's yeah, awesome, man. man. I'm happy for you guys. You know, that's <laughs> you know, coming. coming. All, all we do is uh, we just we just hum a little ditty. Hell, <laughs> our crusader team is it advances in the free everybody. That's the Catholic. That's Catholic the Catholic league team. Yeah, Catholic Catholic schools have had those fight songs. We don't we don't have fight songs. We're too cool for that. <laughs> We too oh, cool for fight a, songs. You gotta have a cool fight song, baby. You gotta have your theme song wherever you go. Man, Mount Carmel's themes about it. Their 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 fight song, by the way, is awful. It's, it's the most awful chant ever. I uh, could never get into it. But anyway, I guess we'll start. You know what? We'll start on uh, on the team that 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 turned some heads this weekend. Okay, the Chicago Bulls. Yeah. Um, after a rough, they had a rough, rough Friday night in uh, in San Francisco against Steph Curry and the, and the Warriors, but uh, they turned it on uh, Sunday and Monday against the LA teams. And uh, my my first question: Who who is this uh, Deron DeRozan guy? Demar Derozan. Demar, did I say Deron? Demar yeah. Derozan. <laughs> I think you're right. I think this is Deron. Who, who is this guy? Demar stayed in San Antonio. I like this Duran dude a lot better. Who, who is this guy? You know what, man? Uh, um, 
I was watching a little something where I think he was talking to uh, uh, Draymond Green on his like uh, video mm-hmm. podcast, mm-hmm. and he was saying how he had a choice. Now, he could have chose to come back home to L.A. The Lakers were interested in him most definitely, but he chose Chicago. And I'm like, really? Like, I mean, you know, uh, it's Chicago, but like, why would you choose Chicago? And I think he's allowed to be free, man. He's playing so free. He's playing his game. And it seems like it's conducive to uh, how Billy runs the offense. And it's like, you know, I think he, he and Billy must have some serious conversations. Billy's like, Hey, we can, we can use your skills. We can, I don't want to say build around you, but we can, we can play off of you, you know, and Mm -hmm. just be you. And I don't think he was, I don't think he was himself, DeRozan. I don't think he was himself in San Antonio. Aside from, you know, probably being hurt, being traded there, that they had a little something to do with it, leaving Toronto, going straight there. But it just didn't quite seem like he was playing his game. Like he just, he kind of got lost a little bit. And here it's like, man, you can just tell me he's just having so much fun. He's playing so free and these guys can play off him so well. And his game seems to complement Zach so well, Mm -hmm. kind of an inside out in a way, you know. Uh, Zach's a bit more perimeter, but they both can slash. But, you know, that mid-range, he's like, they're not each other's way. And this is awesome to watch. Yeah. Yeah, he – so it wasn't that he chose Chicago. Okay. He wanted L.A. Oh, okay, okay. But we wanted him. I see. And that was the difference. L.A., the Lakers didn't really want him. Okay. And so for him, it was about who, who wanted him. And 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 they convinced him of how he would work into the system, and man, it's showing. It's yeah. showing. Like That's... like he, go ahead, go no, ahead. No, 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 you got, you got, you got. Uh, you got but it. like he, man, he. It's like it's rejuvenated his his career. It's like yeah, I think he just personally wasn't happy in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. You know, being traded the way he was because he went went over that in uh in that podcast because I watched it too. Okay. And like he went over that as far as like how, you know, that shocking for him. Like he went to bed or did something was like right. he was told he was good. Right. And he got a phone call while he was in the movies. Oh, and man. like he said, he just sat in front of the house for like an hour or so, like like two hours, like hurt. Right. But, you know, so I think that really carried over San Antonio. I mean, I mean. Berkeley cracks about San Antonio all the time on the- <laughs> so you know but but like but he came here man and it's I, I just think they it's just a genuine fun with these guys and I think he's he's that one he's that big brother to in in my eyes to yeah, this group I can see that you know like he's the one who's had sustained all-star success you know and being a part of a team that has been number one seed a couple times, you know, he had his playoff failures, but he knows what it takes to, to lead a team. And, you know, and I think he, he got that, that opportunity again. I know Zach, this is supposed to be Zach's team, but you bring a guy who has done it year after year as consistently as DeMar did in Toronto. Mm -hmm. And then you put him around better talent. Cause he wasn't around this type of talent in in San Antonio. It's like the game is easier for him. And and Toronto, we'll go back to when he was in Toronto. Though I never, and this is me watching from a side. I I never, I I can't say that I ever watched 
that much Toronto Raptor basketball. Mm-hmm. But I always saw I knew he was an all star. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's 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 a good player, you know, uh, all star level. But I always saw that as Kyle Lowry's team and and DeRozan was the two, mm-hmm. you know, or they or they were one, one, one and one A. Maybe right. you, know, you call him that. But I never saw him as, you know, an elite player. Right. right. Through all his years in Toronto. He's what, 32 now? Yeah. And then he went to San Antonio. And like you say, you know, didn't you know, the fit wasn't there, whatever. Cool. But I mean, the you saw what happened. Kawhi goes to Toronto. They win a title. San Antonio, you know, goes goes down to an, uh, an eight eight seated type team uh, in the West when he's there. So when the Bulls signed, I was like, well, okay, this you know, it's, it's a good move. I like the move, but I didn't expect him playing right now. He's playing at an MVP clip, and it's, that's it's, it's shocking to you know what I'm saying it's a it's a it's a pleasant surprise without a doubt. You know, it's like he's comfortable in his skin finally. You know, I, I don't mean to belabor something past and sometimes people look at it negatively but Durant DeMar Rosen one of the first mm-hmm. players to come out saying he had I'm, I'm uh, sorry issues. I'm sorry I put Durant <laughs> DeRozan was one of the first players uh publicly that I can recall professional players to admit that he needed to seek uh counseling you know because he was going through some things and his mental health was an issue and a concern and something he wanted to take care of and I think sometimes you know when you, we never know when we're necessarily going to be that most, the most comfortable in our skin, mm-hmm. you know, and you would think someone who's in the public eye, who's been an all-star, all those things. But like you mentioned in Toronto, he didn't assert himself charismatically on the basketball court. Yes. He was a good basketball player and everyone saw that the East doesn't have the same kind of talent, the two guard that the West was having. So him being an all-star, not saying he fell into it, but he didn't have as much, you know, competition at that position per se, but he was never that charismatic a person, you know, that, that, that could assert himself, you know, and assert his will in a game to win those games, those close games, those games, those playoff games, which was part of the reason why they made the trade, you know, for someone like Kawhi, who again, although not the most effusive person, but on the court, Kawhi would definitely assert himself. So now we see DeRozan, it's like he's got a new lease on life. Like you said before, he's, he's reinvigorated, um, it's probably not a coincidence to some degree that Toronto and Chicago, as far as culturally, are very similar at times, the cities. Absolutely. You know? um, so I think that dynamic has led to his comfortability as well, as far as it, him able to easily assimilate, because there's a lot of similarities culturally to both cities. And like you say, he's playing with some talented guys. He's playing with guys that I think, you know, that can challenge him, but in a a positive structure like like zach i can't imagine mm-hmm. you know if they if they go at each other in practice it's gotta be fun to watch you know mm-hmm. um but it, you know it's just and they, you, you could tell they just feed off each other man and it's it is fantastic to watch and see uh derozan definitely like you said, is playing an mvp clip uh but he's not the only story on the team uh caruso i, I again i didn't watch a lot of la games i know they're the lakers but i don't really like the lakers never been a big lakers fan caruso i thought he was just you know an overhyped dude who wore a headband you know i'm like okay nice guy whatever and this dude he is annoying he mm-hmm. is a pest but in a good way i mean he's not like dennis robin annoying but he's just he's like that dude when you go to the y it's like man dude get off me why are you playing so close why why are you deeming why are you sweating on me you're too close man you're too close 
but you know, he's just, he is in your face all the time. And it's just, you, you know, so many different stories on this team and how these guys seem to have gelled. And we know they're still not completely jailed because guys have been unhealthy. No. Guys have been sick. Guys have been, you know, whatever. Vooch is out. Kobe just right. came back last night. Right. We, we lost uh, Pete, you know, yeah. you know, you know, so it's like this team is still, you know, still has miles to go, you know, mm-hmm. but man, if they can just stay healthy, uh, you know, at least what we've seen so far. I mean, man, dude, they are exciting to watch. They really yes. are. Yes, yes, indeed, man. Yes. I want to go back on just one thing with uh, DeRozan. Uh, I, I know like, uh, as you brought up Kyle Lowry, I personally, I have a lot of respect for Kyle Lowry. This is not a disrespect to Kyle Lowry, but GM touched on it a bit. Zach Levine is better. It is a better offensive player. And I think that kind of makes it freer and easier for DeRozan to do his thing. Because if he's off, Zach can take over a game in a way that DeRozan can also. Kyle Lowry had a different way of affecting games, not Mm -hmm. necessarily scoring the ball at the clip that they can do it. And I think that's something about them, too, that Mm -hmm. I think is bringing out the best that we possibly has ever seen in DeMar DeRozan. Uh, Speak of Caruso, man. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I mean, I spoke on it earlier in one of our other podcasts with him and Lonzo. Like, Billy Donovan, man, dude, is a he's amazing. <laughs> to insert that guy in, and it, it it cracks me up that they had him listed on the Bulls' uh, social forward. media page. That's file four. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> but, but to insert him into the lineup, starting lineup, was key after that Golden State game, you know, and like the defensive adjust adjustments that he made to go into the Clippers and to the Lakers was like wow, because I honestly thought okay, Golden State, I felt like we just we got hit, we got punched in the mouth. We just coming off finding out Booch is going to be out. Right, we're not really sure how we're going to react to that how we're going to, you know, come, you know, come together from that. And if, and we looked like we was lost without him and versus golden state. Well, nothing you can't, you can't do nothing about when, uh, when Steph Curry is throwing up wild hook shots from behind yeah. half court, is going <laughs> in, you know? Yeah, that's There's true. You can do. That's true. But then I'm like, man, Zubak has really been playing well for the Clippers. They've been playing well as a team. Who mm-hmm. he might be. He's probably about to have a field day. But the way, like, to insert and then to see Caruso in the starting lineup is like, oh, man, what is about to happen here? (laughs) And they were just like a bunch of just, like, hyenas traveling in packs, like, just attacking, attacking. And then the job they did on AD yesterday, that was like, whoa. Like, every time he got the ball, the double shot. He uh-huh. kick it out there, getting back to – it's like, golly, this defense is swarming. You know, and, like, Billy is making these adjustments that are like, wow, we see the type of coach you you are. We see why success follows you, you know. And so, it, man, whew, 
I, I, I'm just, I, I love this team. I do, I do have to go back on, you know, to because we haven't recorded in a couple weeks. We, we, we still can't get over that Philly hump though. No, no. <laughs> well, mismatch. That, that dude. Well, yeah. that, it, it's. That, and, that that dude in B is 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 real deal, man. And and it's like well, it's the role players step up too. Right. They were them come uh Niang and that other dude was just Stibble. knocking down shot after shot after shot. Then the the second game, I'm like uh the defender with the little fro because he was giving he was out, so I'm like, oh yeah, we good. Right. And we still couldn't beat him. I'm like, golly, but but it's all good. I, I trust that Donovan will figure it out, yeah. and, uh, and 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 we, and we we gonna compete. That's all. That's 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 what it come down to. But <laughs> well, no, those were, those were those were two. Those were they were you know uh, they were they were two good games. You know? mm-hmm. um, I I expected the Bulls to win the um, the home game, the home the second one. game. Yeah, uh, but that didn't work out. But like I said that Embiid and. By the way, he's probably the reason why Vooch is out now. Yeah. Cause yeah, uh, his own teammates is probably the reason he because <laughs> you he, had him, he caught COVID had, and then and then well, you had Harris first. Right. Tobias right, Harris right. first, then then uh Typo, I don't really know how to say his name. Typo. He he caught it. And then MB caught it. Yeah. And and then Vooch caught it. And then Vooch caught it. Yeah. So uh, hopefully, hopefully we can, you know, that can get nipped in the bud here, and that'll be it. But, uh, but yeah, you're right. That Sixers team is going to be a that's that's a problem come come playoff mm-hmm. time. I don't I don't know if that's the matchup that the Bulls will want. But you know, they, they still got two more games against we two got, more, right? One, two more, wait, one yep. more, two more, uh, two, two more, two more, two more. Okay. Two more. Uh, still got two more against them. So you know, you never know. It might. And we and we got time to, to figure it out. Yeah. Uh next up on the on the docket, we got uh we got Portland. That's gonna be a problem. You think so? Yeah, because the backcourt and Nurkic. Um that that's that's you the swarming may not work as well because the Lakers don't have a backcourt that shoots as well as McCollum and um and Lillard. And they definitely don't have the range that Lillard has, and it's it's gonna be tough because they're gonna space you more. So, you know, dropping that guy because we don't have one or, you know, you, they may whoever's guarding him may be exposed a little bit more because you just you, you, it's going to be too much for distance to make up from jumping from him to wherever Lillard and McCullum might be. And plus McCullum moves around a lot. It's going to be a challenge. I'm not saying it's impossible, mm-hmm. but it's going to be a challenge that that's another matchup issue. Now, we did beat him last or no, we should have beat him last year no, here. Late, uh, Dame time. Yeah, up right. Right. We we had them beat, but we let yeah. that one loose. But yeah. you know we're a different team. They're a different team than they were last year. Um, we're more different. But uh, I, I tell you what, uh, right quick, the thing that we need is what we saw in the last game, and that's that same kind of effect. You know the 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 Rosen effect in terms of ball. I mean, ball stepped yeah. up and he started playing. It's like ball mm-hmm. took a page out of Zach and uh, DeRozan's book. You know, it, it was going inside, you know, using yep. 
ability to go inside and the size and then just went crazy. Now, you can't expect him to hit those kind of threes like that, but he is shooting on 40% this year. So that's that's not an accident. And we're, you know, we're I, 12 was, games that, into the season. There was some personal things going on. No doubt. Uh, in that, in <laughs> Clearly. That game. Clearly. That, was, that, <laughs> that wasn't normal. Just, no. just well, I he was seven for ten versus Dallas too. So. Yeah, but I think I, I think he was a little more into yeah. that Laker game just based yeah. on now now on what, what happened in the past. What I was more impressed with, he finally hit a mid range jump shot, and right. he had two finishes at the rim. Like that's that's what I want to see from him because it seemed like he's allergic to that now that he got <laughs> his three point shot in order. But but. Yeah, uh, Portland can definitely be a matchup issue, and and to our luck, they will finally come out there shooting woes against us. You know that just seemed like how it go. You know because they they haven't shot. Dame definitely hasn't shot the ball well this season. But it'll be our, it'll be to our luck that he decides <laughs> to have a crazy game. Uh, well, if but, he, he's he's questionable. Looking here, he's questionable yeah. for for that game. Yeah, we're all questionable every day. That's true. I'm definitely <laughs> yeah. questionable right now. Yeah. <laughs> the one, you know, the, the Blazers game doesn't really that's that's not the one that, that that bothers me. In fact, I think that if anything, it could be more of a trap game. But Denver, uh, Denver is the one. Yeah, on that's Friday not a problem. night. That's that's, that's that's a problem. That's not the problem. Yeah. That's a problem. I, the uh the MVP yeah. Jokic, that's the slow motion MVP. That and his brother, he's still balling. Oh, his brothers are a problem too. <laughs> but you know what? With that dude, you know what though? I think, I think our aggressiveness on D is gonna give. It's gonna be a problem for him. It's possible because he doesn't have the same athleticism as Embiid is what you're getting at, right? Right, and and how aggressive, especially Derrick Jones when he comes in the game, mm-hmm. that aggressive stuff gets to to Joker. Like that's why he struggles with the more athletic, like uh, like uh, the Aiden and like AD right. give him fits because they're just so much more athletic than him. Right. Like he could still be somewhat effective, but I think the our quickness on defense might be an issue for him. I'm not saying it will. I'm just saying it might. You know. So we'll see, man. Uh, man, look. I'll be glad when this West Coast trip over. <laughs> yeah, I know that's these, right. These games so goddamn late, and it's like, man, and that way that Warriors game started, I thought it was – I thought we was in hell for the next five years. <laughs> I was trying to – I was like, man, why Why is the uh, the Laker game – did it start at 9.30 last It was at night? 9.30, yeah. The Clipper why? game was at 8.30. Yeah. Well, the Clipper – by the way, the, the Clipper game, that was amazing to me. They played two. I didn't realize they the Lakers it. played early. The, the that Lakers day. played yeah. early at Staples Center, and then the and the Clippers played later. So mm-hmm. how they flipped the court and all that is amazing to me. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, the nine thirty start West Coast. It's got to be a rule because I, I was <laughs> I was having some problems staying up. I, I can't I can't I can't uh, lie on that. Uh, Getting nine, old, man. I know, man. I know. <laughs> um, nine thirty, man. It it should at least they should at least. <laughs> Split the difference for the for the time change. What if they East Coast? What if it was an East Coast a... uh, 10 30 start East Coast time? Dude, this ain't nothing new. Hey. They've been doing 9 30 games since we can remember. But I, now I understand sudden, that, but I can't stay up for 9 30. Right, there we go. Now. You to reach a certain age now. You 
know, sedentary ways to set in. Because <laughs> <laughs> what time is the game tomorrow? It's a nine o'clock start tomorrow. Okay. So a half hour, but still, <laughs> that, man, <laughs> I, I hate that I'm working tomorrow night. By the way, so that 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 really oh, sucks. okay. Now <laughs> it comes out. Here we go. There it is. That sucks. It was all good when he was off watching Golden State, but man, man. hey, the next before we before we record next, they got this four game swing. Like we said, we got the Blazers, Nuggets, uh, then they come home for the Knicks and Pacers. and Pacers. What do you think they go on that in that that four game swing there? Two and two. I, I say two and two. I say three and one. Three and one. I like three and one. I like three yeah, and one. I, I like four and zero, oh, but I don't know if that's gonna really happen. Mm-hmm. That, I'm you, that Portland game is gonna be tough, man, because like you say, it's a bit of a trap. But those guys, man, it, yeah, that that game is going to tell it all. Yeah, we get past that one, I. Three and one for sure. I think Knicks have been a problem too. I can I can see us going the next three games wins and losing to the Pacers on Monday. Pacers, so back to back, back to back playing the Knicks. Yeah. Oh, okay. That makes possible. It's possible. I'll be at that game too. So, but yeah. So we'll see, man. It's it's it's. Well, let's see. Do the, do the Pacers have a back-to-back as well? They're traveling, uh, so at least at least no, we're at home. They don't. Yeah, they play Saturday. They got a back-to-back Friday and Saturday, so they got a, they got Damn. Sunday off, and then yeah, yeah. So that paid. Yeah, that's gonna be the one. Man. Two and two <laughs> sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> I guess one question is, right. is: is when will Booch be back? Is there any? I don't know, man. Any but they said at least it was it was ten days from when it, it got announced Friday, right? Oh, shit. so ten so days from it, so he won't he won't be back until like Wednesday, Wednesday. right? Right, maybe at, at, the, a, at the earliest. He's got yeah. a test, well, asymptomatic two times, I guess. Right, mm-hmm. right. Luckily, they, they the Bulls had announced that the entire team was vaccinated, so hopefully that should help, yeah. right? He, yeah. Uh, it's it's not like a full blown case where he that's he, that's he what's felt weird symptoms. That's what's weird with the NBA. Is it no matter vaccinated or not, it's a mandatory mandatory ten days. Well, you still, I mean, technically, you, you still have it, so you, you can still, still spread it. it, right? Well, because I I know what NFL. As long as you take two, if you take two, if you take two tests negative within twenty four hours, right, right. Granted, no one has done that yet, but yeah. I mean, <laughs> but but that's their rule. So I, I was, I guess the NBA way is just hey, makes more with sense a, with a with a new with a new disease, man. You uh, yeah, you come up with 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 special rules, man. Yeah, no, no rhyme or reason to them. <laughs> yeah, but let's move on to the uh, to the Bears. And uh, we didn't. Bears. We didn't have our. Uh, we didn't have a podcast last week, but uh, we can talk about the Monday night game against the Steelers since there was a bye. Um, I don't know if we want to get too in depth, but Justin Fields may have had his coming out party in that game. Yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah, um, that 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 final and touchdown I, and drive. And and I had a I had a what you a revelation. Yes. Watching that game, 
and it's probably not gonna make podcast listeners happy. May not make you guys happy. <laughs> uh oh, what you see? But I think it's not naked. Whoa. Uh oh. Uh, uh, what? I think it's <laughs> I. I think it's more personnel. I think it's more pace. I, I don't. I don't think it's Nate. Okay. All right. You really got to tell us why. But yeah. What? What? In that, uh, what in that game showed you something? Justin did a lot of just dropbacks. No. No rollouts. No play actions. No. Not many bootlegs. He was in the pocket majority of that game, and we're saying he had a coming out. I think it's been the personnel issue. I think Justin is getting more comfortable and comfortable. And I think the offense that Nagy wants, to, I think Nagy's offense is starting to show slowly but surely. Now, listen, like I said, it, it, it goes against a lot of the stuff that I've said for sure on here. But when I watch that game, especially in that second half, I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like, man, we're not doing we're not doing tricks to try to trick the defense. We have a quarterback that is making sound decisions quickly and he's making plays happen. He's not he don't have to we don't have to move the pocket. The O-line is blocking just enough time for him to do what he needs to do. And then you started to see, oh, wow, he gets uh, Allen Robinson up for a big play. You know, it, it it was it was weird for me. I'm like, now maybe I need to see it more before I can completely say what I said. But when I saw that uh, light clicked in my head, I'm like, wow, this is it, this is a little different versus a Steelers defense that is supposed to be really good. That that's yeah. all I'm saying. So you like that rollout into T.J. Watt? You thought that was a sound naked decision? Huh? <laughs> no, no, no. Now that that was that was wrong. That, I, hey, look, I ain't saying he was perfect, but mm. other than that, did was it? I, I do recall Justin running eight times for like forty-five yards, and I think that's Justin taking more onus on himself to you know sometimes. And I, I'm not saying you're right. I'm not saying you're wrong. I don't completely agree. I I, I, I agree with you on 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 uh, personnel. Well, I think that's a part of it as well. I think they're both. I don't think one necessarily has to be true for the other to be false. I think they both could be true. Um, but I think Justin is starting to do the things that saves coaches from themselves. He's taking more than onus on stuff. We saw that even in the San Francisco game, especially after that run. That run he made, that ain't no sh- nothing that the, 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 the head coach designed. That was all him. And, and then his teammates rising to the occasion. And I think they're able to raise their game level a little bit or their intensity a little bit because of what Justin brings out there on the field. He is a true leader, you know, and you can tell how that team is galvanized around him. I, I think he's making the – those plays look better than what they really are. Um, but you're right. There's a personnel issue. Offensive line is still issue-matic. Receivers, you know, we got 75 tight ends on the team. We only seem to use two at a time. 
you know, every other time. I mean, <laughs> this guy is not even utilizing his personnel the way he could. So that's a coaching situation. That's a coaching decision. I mean, I'm not the biggest pace fan by any stretch of the means. I'm really not. And I've joked before in the past about making a case for pace. You can see some of the players that have left here that have done well elsewhere, immediately done well elsewhere, you know, to where they get new contracts because they were liked so well, so, so much elsewhere. And we've seen this team not utilize the personnel that's here or misutilize it. Codell Patterson all of a sudden is like a beast with the Atlanta Falcons. And well, it's like, hey, hey, push back. He was a beast with us last year. Y'all just didn't like him. No, no. He, I, look, he he's was our best offensive player. He was the tallest midget, okay? <laughs> he was our best he, he was the tallest midget, all right? He was the best player on a bad will, offensive I team. I will say, for some reason, uh, you line him up wide, and he seems to run routes well for the Patriots, and he seems to run wi- uh, routes well for the Falcons. But uh, for the Bears, we didn't line him up wide because I guess – he couldn't run routes. I, even, I don't, come on, I never understood that. We didn't even put him in a slot. I mean, yeah. he ain't running routes well against Dallas. No, he, he got he got injured. <laughs> he, he, had, he had a bit of an ankle thing, but but, but you know he he's no, been no, a, I get you. I get you. Yeah, he's been talking. one of <laughs> he's been one of <laughs> he's been one of Atlanta's more consistent weapons. You know, and that's they're talking about an Atlanta team that lost Julio Jones looking for, and, and Ridley's been in and out so. You know, the fact that Cordell Patterson is someone they can lean on and he's produced. And that's just another example. I mean, how many times do we say over the last two years, like, man, why don't we, why doesn't David Montgomery run the ball? They ain't going to do with the quarterback. I mean, hand the damn ball off, man. You know, even last week they didn't run, you know, three guys, three different guys ran the ball. I'm not including Justin, but three different guys had carries from behind the line of scrimmage, right? They didn't even add up to 20 carries total. How are you not getting 20 plus carries a game? How are you not keeping the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, on the defensive by running the ball? You're able to run the ball. We know we can run the ball. It wasn't like you did horrible. I mean, I think he had like 13. I think uh, Montgomery had like 13 carries or so for like 60 some odd yards. 62 yards. Yeah. yeah. Why, why, why are we expanding that? Why is it at 20 rushes? You know what I'm saying? For damn near, you know, 80 to 100 yards. You know, it, even, you know, Herbert didn't do bad. And then it's just – he does, he being Nagy, does a lot of just what the hell are you doing? And I don't even want to get into all the, I'm not the biggest Dan Orlovsky fan, the guy from ESPN, who's one of their, you know, commentators and, and an analyst for, for ESPN at the, you know, the Eastern Seaboard Network. But how many times have we seen him and guys like him say, what is the design of this play and how is this supposed to be functional? It's non-functional. Like, it, it's a doom from the start. And that's play design. This is his guy. This is what his fourth, fifth year as a head coach now. Hey, fourth year as a head coach. And he's supposed I, to be offensive coordinator coming into the situation. And, and, and dude, if he was all that, how come, you know, Bill Lazor, when he's calling plays, it looks discernibly better? Hey, yeah, I get it. He, he's out of here, get man. It. I get it. I get it. But for go. two, but for two weeks in a row, you ain't see Dan and them on TV saying that. Yeah, because well, I think no, that, I there think were the, wait, there were other stories I think that that came out of that <laughs> game that that superseded. Oh yeah, yeah, but but I'm sa- but it all but when it comes to it comes to the progression of of fields, I mean, we're seeing him play better and better. So so I'll ask this. I'll ask this. We all know Nagy is not a resident favorite on this show. 
No. And, and, and nationwide. But so are we saying the progress we're seeing in fields is all fields? We're giving the coaching no credit. I think we're mis, mis uh, casting the coach who deserves the credit. I think there are other coaches on that staff that are working with him. I mean, you know, I, 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 I dude, I'm just saying sometimes I, a, quarterback, a quarterback can save that. a coach from himself. Yes, Tom, Tom, we've agree. seen Tom Brady save, you know, the Buccaneers from themselves at times last year. We've seen Mahomes. I mean, look, think, think how many times Andy Reid had great teams in Philadelphia and had a great talent hey. in Don McNabb and couldn't quite seem to get over the hump. You get a guy like Mahomes, and in two years, he's done some stuff we had never seen anybody but Peyton Manning do one time. Throw for 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns. Become an MVP his first year starting in the league. Win a Super Bowl, become a Super Bowl MVP. You know, sometimes a quarterback can save a, a head coach from himself. But sometimes a head coach gets so carried away, he thinks he can do anything. And that's what we've seen the Chiefs struggle this year. Now the Chiefs are like, okay, let's go back to basics. Really? <laughs> let's go back to basics. Yeah, I, how about that? I, I get it. I, I get it completely i get it trust me i do but one thing like colin Coward was speaking on how when trubisky was the quarterback it was a lot of misdirection and and you know things to to deceive the defense that made people think that if you call these plays then you will have success with a quarterback who's very limited and and what we saw monday night with fields him in the pocket was looking amazing. And I think it's the maturity in him. He wasn't holding the ball. He's getting better and better week by week. That's why I'm saying, like, like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I just I just had a different view of it this week. Now I'm not hey, Nagy can still go. I wouldn't well, be mad at all. That's, here's, here's the thing. That that decision has to be made because let's say you do bring Nagy back one more year and things don't work, then you're pushing everything back another year and you're losing uh, time and money. Time, yeah, with, with, with Fields on his freaking contract. That's, that's the problem. So, like, these yeah. next eight weeks, is yeah, that what I they mean, got left, eight games? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because this week, yeah. The next eight weeks are crucial. It's crucial to crucial. To, to a lot of things because for two weeks in a row, we're seeing the, the offense get better. And I'm seeing the defense get worse. Granted, we're missing guys. We're missing guys, I understand. And and in, in Pittsburgh, the officiating was horseshit. Yes, swear was. jar, but <laughs> but no, you can say it in that instance. It was, but like I, this goes back to the year we was in the playoffs. I haven't seen our defense make a big stop when we need them to. Now, granted, they made a big stop, and then a penalty kept it going. But at that point, we were losing. So yeah, we gave up three. But then your rookie quarterback comes back and score the ball. And why did it look like we were playing prevent defense after that? All Ben Roethlisberger did was just dink and dunk, dink and dunk, dink and dunk. Because they have nobody in the secondary. Yeah, they're trying not to get beat deep. 
yeah. they don't have they don't have a, a free safety or center fielder because he's hurt. <laughs> uh, your boy but, number four. <laughs> but but we but we haven't but we didn't play that way of defense all game. Something yeah. about the end of the game. Right. Why change things? That's, that's what that's what defensive coaches do. And they and it ain't like they got to score a touchdown. They only need three. Well, that's yeah. the thing. You don't want to give up a twenty-yard play, and the next thing you know, you know. I, I agree. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. I don't know why you why you change your philosophy. Because uh, the team's attacking differently. I mean, the, the Steelers weren't attacking that same way earlier on. They were attacking a bit well, more conservatively. Yeah, if they see if you in a you you're gonna play uh, a soft zone, they're just gonna attack the middle of the field. That's what they did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying they didn't get out coach. I'm just, you know, sometimes defenses they like to keep it in front of them. I, I don't know. But the but the the officiating was god awful. Yes, that it almost felt like the fix was in. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> and and that has to be a discussion now. That that you know all these professional leagues are in bed with all the. Uh, Gambling, uh, the gambling with, with the media and the gamble. Yeah, that that's a problem because I yeah, had, you couldn't you can't tell me that that the fix was in or man, it wasn't dude. in. Right, man, I'd say can't it all the that. time. I mean, how I, many passing of how many roughing the passer calls should we have gotten? At least three, and the one they got was garbage. I, I didn't I didn't know you get a roughing the passer for your teammate knocking you over. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, yes. It granted, our guy, granted, our guy pushed him, but so he's blocking. He's, he's bl- trying yeah. to get to you. Yeah. Like that has nothing to do with us. Shouldn't and, and, it, and it really, and it really bothered me watching a lot of the sh- the local podcasts and talk shows, and they're coming at Mario Edwards for that. He did nothing wrong. like he's made some bonehead plays over the season, but like he should not be crucified for that. You know, like at all. That was a terrible call. Should you be able to review penalties? Yes. I, I, I think, think you need so. to now. I think what they need to do is have somebody up in the booth to determine if that should be a penalty or not. They always come together and discuss anyway. Right. So why I, not have somebody upstairs that see it up close and personal, let them know, like, okay, no, that wasn't a penalty. Which I, I, I think they do. I think they do it. Yeah, I, I, I don't think know. They do that anyway. You think they I go? Don't, they don't go upstairs. No, I think I think upstairs tell them to make certain calls. Well, Look, so I'm one that think the fix is in. I've yeah, been thinking that yeah, forever. I see. I've been thinking that forever. <laughs> so, so I think they literally call them in and tell them, just like the main, the the most crazy call that well, that wasn't crazy because honestly, he should have got penalized, Marsh. He did like a twelve minute uh, celebration. No, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> hold on. Okay. Off the kick. I actually, I thought if you're gonna call it, you call, call it for the kick. Right. That's what. That's what I would have thought. All right. But right. he did the kick. Everything was cool. All right. <laughs> <laughs> now him running over toward the side. I did. That's not a taunt. I saw nothing wrong with it. I just had a problem with the fact that it was like five minutes long. He went, looked, <laughs> he didn't get he didn't get nobody's face. Nobody's he just face. went, looked, he said nothing and turned around. But I, I felt like upstairs called down and said, Hey, you need to throw the penalty. You haven't thrown the flag. That now nah, he shouldn't have been, he shouldn't have been there to begin with. 
I, I, I'll say that. But that wasn't. I would. I would have thrown the top with the kick. Was a little with the kick. The kick was extravagant. Yes, it was extravagant. It was. It was. It was was badass. But it was a celebration. (laughs) They get. They let them do their celebrations after they get the sack. But that's that's the that's the most hypocritical thing. Yeah, it's very hypocritical. My thing is, if if you're going to throw the penalty, the flag should have been out. Yes. Like, how are you just now reaching for the flag and he's running by past you? Right. Like that's my thing. Like, like I think I think a penalty if he threw the flag sooner, Mm -hmm. no one would have cared. It would have been like, well, we would have cared because we'd been like, it wasn't no like, come on, that's really taunting. But the way he threw the penalty, it was so late. That was a big problem in it. Yeah, yeah. It was a huge problem in it. And and how much time? How much time did the Pittsburgh celebration go when they got the turnover and they everybody and they, runs everybody to the runs, end zone? Right, right. No one calls and everybody everybody in the league does that. No one calls taunting on that. That's taunting. that's that taunting. That's taunting. You in the you in the camera. You in the camera. You you smiling for the camera. You talk the about entire leaders? team like an entire team celebration Doing into a the choreographed camera. celebration. Yeah, that's taunting. I don't have. I mean, oh, don't get me wrong. Oh. I don't have an issue with that. Right. I'm cool with issue. it. I no thought the issue. Bears was a couple of Thanksgivings ago when the Bears were in Detroit, and uh, uh, I think it was I think it was your boy Bojack got a pick, <laughs> and then they did the uh, they did the Temptations. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was cool. <laughs> yeah, it's man, a taunt. I love it, man. I love it. It's, it's definitely a taunt. A taunt. I love it. Definitely, but yeah, it's look, cool. Look, I watched <laughs> I watched the Dallas game against Atlanta, and early in that game. It was what seven nothing, I think, at the time, or seven three. And uh Lewis, the corner for Dallas, made two back-to-back great defensive plays on passes on third and fourth down. Mm-hmm. After the fourth down one, he looked at Atlanta bench and was talking and was chirping, and no flag was thrown. And I, I went to my group text with my boy, a cowboy fan. I'm like, look at your boy. I'm like, and I love it. I'm like he don't he don't deserve a flag right there. He just made a big play on fourth right. down. Let him cherish the moment. Like this dude was on a practice squad. Marsh was right. like yeah. like like come on man. Like that has nothing to do with the game. It changed like nothing. No, nothing to do with the game. If anything, it should be 15 yards on a kickoff or something, or give them the 15 yards and it's still fourth down and they punt it. Do something like it shouldn't. It shouldn't be that it shouldn't drastic be a first, a first down. Like, it shouldn't be a first you can't, down. You can't give them a first down for that. I, or, or, I, I, or, or have them punt, and then wherever we get the ball is 15 yards. No, bullshit. I know, I'm just saying. It, I'm just uh, – Ain't no BS. way no practice squad guy doing a Savate kick in the air <laughs> is going to intimidate an entire d- d- line of Pittsburgh you know, sidelines. Like that one man, so that one man intimidated that whole sidelines with that stare right. down. Whoa, he's terrified. That's <laughs> <laughs> just the stupidest flag. It's like it's like, dude, that's the stupidest flag. How is he taunting us? They they paid him no attention. He's a he's a he's a nobody. You made him a somebody by throwing that flag. He's a nobody. I don't mean disrespect for you, Mister Marsh, if you're listening. I mean in terms of you know football wise. You hey, hell, hell of a play he made by the way. Hell yeah. of a play. He doesn't he have that covered sack. He, yeah, yeah. he, came, he came off the block a little late, but he was there though. That's all. He right. was there. He was there. He, he covered the distance but, really but, well. Okay, and then we let's 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 leave that. We know yeah. how egregious that was. Yeah, what about what about the the Rothgar, the, the, the huntsman alone? The the block, the chop block 
outside of the tight end Terrible. box. Terrible. What shot block? He didn't block didn't, him. He didn't even touch him. <laughs> I know. I was let, alone, let alone he wasn't even out the box. He didn't even touch him. <laughs> Penalty. Took a, t- took a touchdown. Took a him. touchdown away. Yeah, that that's that we win the game with that probably. Like dude, that was one of that. That's up there was one of the worst officiated games I've seen. I mean, I remember Pittsburgh kind of got screwed out of a Super Bowl. I'm sorry, they screwed Seattle out of a Super Bowl when uh, Roethlisberger went to his first Super Bowl. That was a really bad officiated game too. Seattle lost a touchdown, um, but this this was up there, man. It was like call after call after call, and just so many calls. And I know the Bears are not the most disciplined team. They have a lot of penalties. They're one of the more highly penalized teams this year, but that was just. That was just some BS, dude. And everybody, when the whole nation can see it, when the whole nation is like, when the telecast is talking about it, <laughs> like, right? That's what was tripping me out. I'm like, they're talking about it, like, this is crazy. And then uh, watching the post, the uh, post game, the after show, because I'm on, I'm watching on TV and I'm looking at Quinn set up offsides every <laughs> goddamn time. But but they said the uh-huh. referee usually tells you right, right. And they were saying the referee clearly didn't what let him saying? know. And they said the court the center was moving the ball up yeah. pre snap. So it's like you just but waiting for for it to be called twice though. Yeah, well it was on him, and then it went. You to the should other know, side. if you if it you get called crazy. on it the first time, yeah, move your ass back the rest of the yeah. game. You know that's, what I'm that's why I be. I mean, hey, sometimes the players be in that's on it too. that's that's common sense. Sometimes you know. the players be in on it too. You got a suspicious <laughs> mind, man. man. You got a suspicious man. mind. <laughs> hey, man, man, if y'all get a chance, if y'all get a chance, go on Netflix and watch Bad Sport. GM, you y'all both are very historians on bath on on. Talk about the is this the one with the Arizona State? Arizona State. I, I, watched, I, I saw that. I saw man. that. That was I'm wild. Like, everything I, didn't know, I, about, I didn't know about that story. Everything I talk about when it comes to this stuff is right here in my face. I tell <laughs> people this stuff have you, all have you the heard time. The story? This is Arizona State football team, right? No basketball basketball team. Yeah, uh, I don't recall. So this was this early, is, early nineties, early nineties, early nineties. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, I forget the guy's name now. There was a lot of those. Well, I, I remember. I remember Northwestern. Yep. Uh, Dennis Lundy. Yep. At Northwestern. Northwestern. Mm. Um, they had they had a fourth and goal. Oh no, they had first and the well, fourth and goal at the one. And uh, they give the ball to Lundy. Lundy fumbles on the one-yard line. Iowa recovers. Northwestern loses. Covers the spread, right? Or they didn't cover. They could have won the game. Mm. And uh, come to find out, yeah, he was he was shaving points. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. If you get a chance, watch that. But, yeah, man, it, that game was – I had a that was a rough game to watch Monday night. I was I was my wife was worried about me because I was losing my <laughs> mind watching that game. The penalties that it was just like nonstop. It's like man, what the hell, man? But so, Lamar Jackson and company uh, and the Baltimore Ravens come to town. Uh, can the Bears win that game? Can they? Yeah. They yes. can. 
They can. I mean, should do if the Dolphins can beat the Ravens. <laughs> right. If the Washington football team can beat Bucks. the Buccaneers. If the Jazz can beat the Bills. If the Jags, right, can beat the Bills, right, exactly. I mean. And 96, who saw that coming? If the Niners can whoop up on the Rams the way they did, I mean. Dude, what, what KG say? Anything is possible. Yeah. <laughs> Anything is possible. And, and, the, and honestly, the Ravens have been Lamar bus. Yes. All season. Yes. But don't think that I'm saying that he's easy to stop. No. Like, clearly, they're six and three. Six teams couldn't stop Lamar Jackson. So <laughs> let's 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 knock that out the window that he's just gonna be easy to stop. So yeah, we can we can win this game, but we gotta stop the probably the most dynamic player in football. He has a phenomenal record against teams that have seen him for the first time. So that would no. be us. So that that that's another thing that doesn't work in our favor. I was telling, uh, saying that to, to Ez is that possibly, and I, I realize he's a starting quarterback, so he's not going to be on the scout team. But maybe having Justin do a few things with his athleticism so they can kind of get a feel maybe to some degree, like just, just to work on their angles. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, if, you, if you've noticed when Justin takes off, a lot of times these players think they have them, and it's just like, it's like they take poor angles or he makes the angle look poor mm-hmm. because of his speed. And if they can do a little bit of that in practice, they maybe work on, on you know, their angles, trying to keep them and contain them. Because <laughs> you're not going to outrun them. You got you to gotta use what you can, and, and you, know, you got to leverage your angles against them as best you possibly can. It ain't gonna work. You, you you laughing too much. We got no shot. <laughs> I'm like, I'm here. <laughs> no shot. That, that all that sounds good. I'm, I'm here. Man. Angles and all I can hear, all I can see is Lamar running right at uh, right right at Roquan and and just hitting him with a one two and it's over with. <laughs> That's all I can see right now. I'm like, yeah, the angles. That'll, that'll be our best shot. We just better not be coming one on one at him head to head. It's over with. Hey, I got a I got a chance to see Akeem Hicks today at a uh, at a charity event, and uh, he says that the Bears have the talent in place right now to turn around this season. So he's very optimistic. So uh, so maybe that'll start Sunday against uh, against the Baltimore Ravens. We'll, we shall it's, see. It's, he's talking about uh, the five and three Bears. Is Mac and uh, well, I, I think he Jackson knows that three and six. Oh, sorry. The six, the six and three bears. He's talking about the six and three bears, right? I, I, I think he knows that three and six. I think he knows that. You know, is Mac, <laughs> is Mac and Jackson back? Uh, I don't know. Game? We haven't we haven't seen an injury. I think we see the injury report tomorrow. So okay. we haven't we haven't played Minnesota yet, and they've they've proven to be one of the better under five hundred teams with all the close losses. Minnesota, we, I swear, every every you, every you game know, they you know. play, they they've been within yes. three. You know my thoughts on Kirk Cousins. We beat him. I, I understand that. I understand <laughs> that. I'm, I'm just I'm just saying, you know, it's a different year. We haven't played them yet. Yeah. Dalvin Cook is a problem. Um, and we have to play Green Bay and Green Bay still. I mean, thank God for the Lions, but you know, we we get them on a short week at Detroit on Thanksgiving. So that's not that's, that's not a great thing. Yeah, I was saying that's not really when you want Detroit, you know, at any and time. It, 
and it really has the um the prospects of ruining my thanksgiving i don't, yes. I don't like that at all <laughs> yes yes hey man um, hey, shout mean, out yeah. shout out to detroit staying out the lost column they did yes they, they got a tie <laughs> look i was going back got, and forth. that was the god that was an awful game <laughs> man it was bad that was awful just bad it to look at oh it was bad and my boy he's a cowboy fan so he wanted to make it my bring it to my attention that the nfc north is the worst division in football this year like listen yeah i'm like i'm like like, yeah because i'm like that's only because detroit don't have a win but everybody (laughs) outside of y'all top 10 top team is under 500 just like us in our division. <laughs> so the NFC East is still terrible. They might not be the worst. I'll get yeah, they yeah. Philly, Philly is better. Um Washington Washington, Washington beat, Tampa. beat Tampa Bay. Season not over yet. Yeah, it ain't. Season not over yet. But you realize the Detroit Lions, this is the fourth time they started 0 and 8. And in the last 20 years, this is the third time they started 0 and 8. How the hell in a 20-year span you start 0-8? You start 0-8. That's crazy, dude. The only thing that comes close is when the Browns went 1-31. Back-to-back ta- years. How many of them three was – Uh, is this a third? This year this, is the third? No, this or is was three fourth. times prior? No, this is, oh, this, okay. It's fourth overall, but three times in the last 20 years. So it was uh, 1942 was the first time, uh, 2001, okay, 2008. That was Stafford, right? And, and now this year, 2021, yeah. That was 2008 was Stafford, right? 2008 was probably Stafford, yes. Oh, that was his rookie year, I think. Oh. Or it might have been, you know what? It might have been a year before his rookie year. Okay. Might have been how they got him here. Okay. Yeah. Just, but, but they went 2001, 2008, and 2021. You go 0 and 8. Man, that's just, horrible, dude. Just brought up Stafford because I feel like uh, same, I mean, LA is a. Uh, Starting to see the real, the real, the real, the real Matt Stafford. But <laughs> hey, I was, that's actually something to be grateful for, though. Um, I don't remember the last time the Bears started zero and eight. I don't know. I don't know if that's ever happened. Ever started zero and eight? Yeah, I, I definitely can't remember. Look that. at they've that. Had, that's a silver lining right there. <laughs> they've had stretches <laughs> where they've lost eight in a row, but I only they've only started zero and eight. Yeah, I, I don't. I remember. Uh, one of Wani's teams may have gone, I think 97, they may have gone 0 and 7. Maybe, but uh, yeah, no, I, not in my lifetime, nah. Good, good, good for us. Good, for us. <laughs> good we're not Detroit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, I watched some, some college football this weekend. I just wanted to get you guys' take on the, uh, on the Baylor-Oklahoma um, game, the end of that game. I watched game. that one. The I end of it. The end of it. Did I, I turned. I turned. Okay. I saw that they rushed the field. Okay. Before it was over, though. Right. So, time's running down. Uh, Baylor's got the ball at like a twenty-five yard line. All right. At, at Oklahoma's twenty-five. All right. Time's running down. Baylor decides to call a timeout with three seconds left on the clock. Mm-hmm. All right. At this point, I say everybody thought that the 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 clock was going to run down. So Baylor's fans rushed the field. They beat Oakland, you know, nationally ranked mm-hmm. Oklahoma. Game's not over, so they get all the fans off the field. 
they bring Oklahoma, they bring 11 players on from Oklahoma for, uh, uh, for a defensive snap. The snap ends up being a field goal. Right. Baylor was up 10 at that point. They kicked the field goal to go up 13. Okay. No problem. Is that bad sportsmanship? No. Nope. Nope. Why do you say no? I say no because Lincoln Riley is the one who made the fuss about the game wasn't over. So I tried to end the game and basically just let it be over. You wanted to make a fuss because you didn't want the fans rushing the field because you were sick, hurt that you lost. So guess what? I'm going to take these points. See you later. <laughs> so okay. so in, the land of pet, in the land of pettiness, that's, 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 that's how you see it. Okay. Yeah, because he was being petty. Well, I see it a little bit more strategically um, because conference-wise, that's an extra point uh, separator between them and the next team in terms of who's going to win or who how these teams may place going into uh, the Big 12 championship game. And if you win by more points, if you need that rule-breaking or tie-breaking kind of element or something to help differentiate you from another team, those extra points – is, is that difference maker. And I see a little bit different to me. I think we need to define what running up the points really means or is to me running up the points is the game is already more than in hand and I'm still doing things to actively score. I E I'm passing the ball instead of running the clock out. You know, I'm trying to score a touchdown every time here. This clearly was a field goal on a close game. So you're not really, running a score up on them you're just trying to get additional points to help further have that margin of separation uh, score wise between you and whatever team you might come up against that could hinder you from being in that spot to compete for the for the big 12 championship that's how i see it. man that's that was like a real i tr- travel ball type <laughs> so here's the i get i get why they did it because point differential matters in a tiebreaker situation for the Big 12 championship. I get that. I there get that. But point differential should not be a part of that tiebreaker. But it is. But it shouldn't be, though. But That's what I'm saying. Why shouldn't it be? It shouldn't be. Because? Because then you're, you're asking teams. Basically, you're telling teams, run the score up every week. I don't know if you're saying run the score up. It means just score yes, as much it, as you can. No, you should. No, you, you should. If I'm coaching in the Big 12, I'm saying we need to put up minimum 70 points this week. Well, if you can do it, more power to you. <laughs> but, <I'm, laughs> but you don't need to every week is what I'm saying. But if I can, why shouldn't I? I mean, if I that's, that's the state of college football, though. Yeah, I mean, we've seen well, Texas no, college, Tech college, uh, the, the playoff doesn't. They don't use point differential. They used to. The they, BCS no, but did. They don't. But they use style points. Imagine if Oklahoma, I mean, imagine if Cincinnati hasn't played so many sh- close games in this quote unquote with week schedule they have. Right. So style four. points matter. Yeah. I don't think it's running up the score, man. It's just three points. That's that's the that's the nature of NCAA. But there was football. no, but there was no there was no need to, to put those three points on the board, though. But the game for them over. it is. The but game for them over. it is. 
Well, I, I understand why, and I said I, I I prefaced it by saying I understand why he did it. But, but do you think to... they did it for that reason? Yes, yeah. he said, yeah. They they asked they asked him after uh oh, he said after the game. Oh, okay. He said because of the because of the tie break. But if you go back to the last, that's, athletic, that's, a, it, that's it, a lie. That's, that's a lie. Why, why um, didn't he do it when he had the chance to do it? Then? They asked him. and He said, I, well, "We wanted to do that for the tie break." That's a lie. So well, that was a lie. Lincoln Riley probably brought it on himself a little bit too. So maybe, yeah, maybe he, both, that's maybe, why they did it. Maybe it's both no, things are true. If if it was about the the tiebreaker rules, they would have did it before time expired. Well, they would have, but the fans right out on the field, you know. They, oh, so they were going to do it. Sure. <laughs> that's what he said. That's I can only go off what he said. And that's all I can go off of. It reminds me of did you guys watch uh, what's the name of that show on Netflix? Um, Last Chance You. Yes. And uh, the first couple seasons, they did the school in Mississippi, the East Mississippi mm-hmm. Community East College. Yeah. And they were running up score like 97. Running it, seven. running it up. And it was because they did that because in the junior college rules, the, the, the point differential mattered. So they went in every week and they were scoring 80 points a game. And I I just think that's 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 going against soft, the, man. The, You're going soft, man. Go back to old testament football, man. I'm just <laughs> come on, man. There's no there's no need for that. There's no need, yeah. no need for it. Hey man, listen, you say that until you coaching. Listen, I, I coach travel baseball. Yeah. You you say that until you miss out on getting into a playoff bracket because of one run that you know you eased up on the team because of sportsmanship. Why why but why 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 would runs be in the in the in the in the uh, in the tiebreaker though? I don't understand hey, that. Man. Because it's an element. It's something to use it's to break element. a tie. There are much more that's, things you can use. Okay, let's say this. Let's say because a lot of people go by runs allowed. So, like, I'm, I'm going baseball term right now. Okay. Yeah. A lot of people go runs allowed. So, let's say you got a four-man, a four-team bracket to get in the bracket play, right? All right. You have five teams that gave up no runs. How do you decipher who gets in? Four teams get in, five teams gave up zero runs. Okay. There's head-to-head. <laughs> They're all undefeated. They gave up no runs. It's no head to head. You have to go by run score. You said you have to go by run score. Now that's an extreme circumstance. That's probably never going to happen. But, but it could. But it could. Look, man. All I know is every Sunday. Wait, when wait, we wait, bowl, wait, 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 wait. How would teams that are fighting each other for a playoff spot? How would they not these, have played each other? Uh, these two, these team, these uh, leagues have pools. Okay. All right, all right. So, so imagine you had five pools. You don't play who's you don't play those other teams. But you're only Each fighting. Team. But aren't you only fighting to get out of the pool though? Yeah, so I'm you just, the I'm, give, I'm giving extreme circumstances. <laughs> so I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that's, that's way out there. That's way but out there. But it could happen. But it can happen. Okay, that's I mean, one. That's one reason. Okay, okay, no, no, I, okay The Big Twelve, okay, the Big Twelve okay, didn't do that. They all okay, play each other. Okay, I'll, I'll make, I'll, I'll make it right. You got right. four pools. Okay. Five teams go without giving up a run, and one of the pools, the team ties zero zero. 
but both teams give up more runs than the other two other pools. I mean, other both teams score more runs than other pools. Now, granted, it comes down to that pool, those two teams, who scored the most runs versus the two teams they beat. Both teams are 0-1. Mm-hmm. If I beat the two teams, I beat 20 to nothing. You beat the two teams 19 to nothing. I get in. I score more runs. I'm with you. I agree with it. Hey, look, man, all I know There's is every Sunday, a statistic. <laughs> every Sunday when we bowl, you get two points when you win your game. All right? And then whoever has total pins gets an extra point. So there's a total of seven points available. You play three What is this, hockey? This week. No, it's just bowling. <laughs> it's just bowling. You, you got to find a way to where you can differentiate yourself from other players. So, for example, when we bowl, we won the first game by like 30 pins. All right, so we're 30 pins up, but, you know, we wouldn't maintain that. If we play the next game and we lose by 100, we both each have a win apiece, but now they're plus 70 or minus 70, however you want to look at it. So now we need to win the next game by 72 pins or more so we can get that extra point. So we can have a five-point day instead of, a two-point day. That went way over my day. head. That's that's too much math there. <laughs> Look, man, point differential is a, is a separator. And yeah. whether it's, you know, the accumulation of points or whether it's the, the you play the same teams. And so what's a point differential between your wins and losses with those same teams? I know the NFL has done that in the past. That's just a way to do it, man. And, you know, scoring points, that's the name of the game. You can't win if you, do, if you don't score points. So I need to win better than you. If you don't block the kick, you know, if you feel bad about it, you know, yeah. I, 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 I don't know. I just, I don't, I, I used to think about that, you know, fair play stuff. I think madness changed that for me now. <laughs> it's, just, it's, just all, it's all about destroying the other person's will to, the will to want to win uh, out in the future. I remember playing Madden and playing rookie. And like I would win games, <laughs> ninety nine to three. That's not fun. Uh, let's go to picks. Yes. Speaking of winning and losing, let's go to picks. <laughs> so we skipped last week, but uh, the week before, uh, so I would have lost my shirt last weekend. All these. If games. I have this right, let me see. I got smoke going two and one last week. Or two weeks ago, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Damn. The hell was that all yes, about? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, I went two and one. What the hell? Last <laughs> week, and Glenn, you went uh, a rough 0 and 3. Yeah, man. 0 and 3. So, uh, smoke, you're at 11 15 and 1. Um, I'm at 13 and 14, and Glenn, you're at 12 14 and 1. That means I'm the top dog again. Mm-hmm. Based off of, uh, I guess by percentage, we're all basically be close. Tied. Be really yeah. close. Yeah, um, we suck collectively. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess smoke. I think you go first. Okay. I do all NFL. Um, I might regret this, but I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna go uh, Indianapolis plus seven at Buffalo. I'm going to go Lions plus 10 at Cleveland. Uh, 
And Owen, that uh, tie really felt you uh, proved your confidence with, with the Lions, huh? They're on their way. <laughs> they're going to lose, but they're going to lose by more than 10, hopefully. Uh, and I'm going Cowboys plus two and a half over the Chiefs. Wow. That's a loss. You think the, the Chiefs going to beat them? No, we both picked the same game, so we just oh. – <laughs> oh. We both just screwed each other up. <laughs> oh. All right, Smokes, I got you. Colts plus seven, Lions plus ten, and Cowboys plus two and a half. All dogs. All right. All dogs go to heaven. Gling up next. <laughs> All right, well, I have a steadfast rule never to pick the home team. So because of that steadfast rule, I'm going to go opposite that because this is how this NFL season's been. I'm going to pick the Chicago Bears. Ooh. Plus six versus Baltimore. I actually think the Bears can win that game. But I think a home dog, I feel good about home dogs. Uh, conversely, uh, I think a road dog with the Cowboys, so the aforementioned Cowboys, uh, the way their offense is playing and, and their defense has is, is stepped up a lot. Um, although they've got some injuries on with the edge rushers, the uh, future defensive a- NFC defensive rookie of the year and Micah Parsons, uh, I think he can do a lot to help lead that team over to the still struggling Chiefs, in my opinion. I think that was kind of a really bad defensive scheme they played against last week. So I'm taking Dallas plus two and a half. And I'm going to go to college. I do not have faith in the Michigan Wolverines. I don't. I think they'll win the game, but their offense still looks skitterish, skitterish to me. So I'm going to take them Terps, the mighty Terps, Maryland Terp, Turpins, plus 15 at home, home dog against the Michigan Wolverines. You be insulted by home by losing, you lose by 15 points. I think you should take that as an insult and stick it right to Harbaugh and his Michigan Wolverines. All right. So. I got you with the Bears plus six, Cowboys plus two and a half, and the Terrapins of Maryland plus 15. Yes, sir. Another all dog ticket. And (laughs) it's my turn now. Man, they are no good college games this week, man. That's a pretty good Oregon. Oregon's playing. No, I'm saying that I want that I want to take a bet with. Oh, yeah. So that's that's a whole different matter. (laughs) Let's go Alabama minus 21. Alabama. I'm out Arkansas, huh? You don't yeah. got no faith in the Hogs. No, I do not. Wow. You know they gave Alabama a really tough time last year. I, I remember. But okay. uh, I'm going to go Bama. Wow. And we're going to get out of that college, and we're going to go to the NFL. Might be a trap game looking past Arkansas to Auburn. Iron Bowl. Just saying. Iron Bowl. Auburn's going to win the Iron Bowl. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> uh, I don't see. think so. That's one of my favorite calls of all time. Um, <laughs> Auburn's gonna win the Iron Bowl. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna take Washington plus three and a half over Carolina. Go Chase Young, huh? Do you be buying the, the Tyler Heineke, huh? With Cam coming back. Yeah, man. First start, he played, but he getting that. I, start. I know they look they look really good uh, in Denver, but uh, I don't. Guess his former head coach, Arizona. That wasn't Denver. Oh, Arizona. Excuse me, Arizona. And I'm gonna take the Chargers minus six 
Who they got? Against Pittsburgh. Facing them charges, huh? Okay. I think Justin Herbert plays well every other week. (laughs) That's the way that works. So I got uh, Bama minus 21, the football team plus three and a half, and the Chargers minus six. So uh, good luck. We'll see how we do. And that'll do it for this week's edition of the Easy Smoke and the GM podcast. Thank you for, uh, for taking the time to listen. Greatly appreciate that. We don't take your listens lightly. Uh, you can find our little podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon, or wherever you find your favorite podcast. I forgot Stitcher. <laughs> Damn it. We're on Stitcher too. But yeah, wherever you find wherever you find your, your favorite podcast, you can find us. You can also catch us at hp53productions.com. Uh, there you'll find a link to our podcast as well as the Super Duper podcast hosted by Rob Griggs and uh, the Father Good podcast hosted by Marshall Givens and Kenny Stevenson. They just put a new episode up, so uh, definitely take a look. It was uh, very funny. I got a chance to listen to it. Very funny podcast, so take a, take a listen. Hey, uh, and, and, go, go ahead. And shout out to One Year. Uh, the easy smoke yes, the sir, podcast. Right. That's man. Right. right. This this serves that this is our one year anniversary. Thank wow. you for, for reminding me. One year, man. Yeah, that's crazy. One year. That's right. Wow. Um yeah, thank once again, thank you. Um celebrating two birthdays today. Yes, sir. Yeah. And happy, happy 35th <laughs> and birthday happy to you, birthday. Glenn. <laughs> yes, again. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> thank you, man. Man, that was that was that was awesome. Uh yeah, it's been one year, man. One year. Uh, it's been a fast year, man. It's just it's yeah. blown by. Uh, but, uh, we definitely have a have a good time doing this. Um, I look back at there was I, you know, I had to uh, to fight because I didn't I didn't want to do this at first. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, shout out to the bosses at HP Fifty Three Productions. They uh, they sort of forced me to to do it and. Uh, our guy Rob, shout out to shout out to Rob. Said, "Well, I got the perfect, perfect uh, person to the team with you, and that was Coach Smoke." And I said, "I go. got one more guy that I want to bring in," and uh, that was the GM Glenn. And I think, man, I think it was the 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 best decision that uh, that we've made. So thank you guys, man. You guys have 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 made this what it is. So hey, man. Uh, so thank you, man. Thank y'all, man. This year has been amazing. It's been fun. I can't wait for many more years to come of this, man. The sky's the limit for what we got going on. It's it's really opened my eyes to the world of sports in a different way. You know, I, I man, it's y'all don't understand how much I look forward to recording this show. You know, so <laughs> like awesome. you know, for for years to go by as fast as it did, man. That means. It's amazing. That's right. You know, so cheers to more to come. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Echo what you guys said. Um, I mean, thank you, Ed, and and the guys, the the heads of HP3 Productions for allowing this platform, you know, for us to to venture onto this platform and uh, give voice to all our thoughts and, you know, how we see sports and how we want to share that with everybody else. Uh, You know how we debate here at the NBC Sports Chicago a lot of times. So, 
to be able to have a way to uh, to share that and share those opinions. That's, that's awesome. Uh, the responsibility uh, is awesome as well. So I, I don't take that lightly, what we do and to do it, you know, intelligently, to do it accurately and to do it with class, but also to mean to have what we say <laughs> when yeah, we say that, yeah. you know, <laughs> and, and not and not be apologetic about that, you know, to, 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 to speak our mind and, and, you know, to be able to do that, man, is, is an awesome thing indeed. And I want to throw a, a special shout out to one of our ardent supporters, uh, Ms. Teresa Thompson. Uh, she got on me about us not having an episode up last week. So sorry to let you down. <laughs> hey, hey, <laughs> hey, my boy got on me too, man. My boy Blake Holmes got on me too about the same thing. So uh, again, to that responsibility and uh, us holding up to that and everyone holding us responsible uh, and accountable to our responsibility. But we appreciate that. We appreciate our fans and I definitely appreciate doing this. Ez, thanks. Brandon, thank you. And uh, like you guys said, I look forward to so much more. And uh, as I'll go ahead and just say what you always tell me to say. Let's do it. Hey, we ain't saying we're right, but we <laughs> sure as hell don't think we're wrong. We'll see you uh, next week. Thanks for the year. We're, 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 we're,